Hi, good day, Truth Seekers. Welcome to the Unspoken Truth with DGY Academy. I am Christelle. And I'm Samantha. We are here to fuel your curiosities. Dive with us as we uncover the unspoken truth of people from different walks of life. Hi, Sam. This is another episode. Super excited for this episode because our guest is super duper. I don't know. I get jealous when I <laughs> research about her and looking at her profile. So, yeah. Kamusta ka? Kamusta ka ngayon? How are you feeling? Hi, Miss Christelle. Again, hoping that you're safe and healthy. Um, the same thing as you are. Um, I'm really happy to start this new episode kasi kahit nasa bahay lang tayo ngayon, alam ko dadalhin tayo ng guest natin for today sa iba't-ibang destinasyon. So I can't wait. Yes, thank you for for that um Sam Grabe. Nanginginig ako actually. But anyway, uh, I am very excited for this episode. So tara na, um introduce our guest na Sam. So our guest for today is a brand strategist, creative director and travel writer based in Cebu City, Philippines. She writes literary travel essays about all these for local publications and magazines. Her goal is to visit all regions of the Philippines. Wow. And her restlessness always gets the better of her. She is almost never home. Let's find out why. Welcome to the show, Miss Christelle. Uh, Miss Michelle, rather. Hi, Miss Michelle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello. No worries. Yeah, um, I'm almost always home these days, as you know. And I guess most of our guests are as well. So hi. Hi, everyone. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Miss Michelle. Um, kanina nabanggit na po ni Miss uh, ni Miss Christelle na naiinggit siya nung sinire-research niya po kung ano yung uh, ginagawa ninyo. But um, I would just like to ponder on this part. Uh, among all th- things na ginagawa ninyo parang in your daily life, like starting from like you were in, you know, um adolescence up to up to this day uh paano po kayo napasok sa ganitong klase ng uh, ng journey or sa ganitong klaseng path um okay so when i i i was an advertising art student so that was my that that was the the area that i was in i was always into creativity and then one time as i was about to graduate one of my professors see i'll I want to give a shout out to Sir Paredes. One of my professors asked me, na, uh, what do I really want to do? Which is such a scary question when you're in your 20s, diba? And so um, for some reason, I knew that I wanted to be a travel writer. That was the area that I wanted to, to specialize in um, because I was always sheltered as a kid. So... But always felt like I was, you know, outside looking in and I felt like there wasn't, I didn't have enough 
know-how about the world around me and about you know the most pressing issues of of society um what i knew about poverty alleviation for example back then was something that i would read in books because it was something that was wasn't a reality at the time for me um from from high school to college i was always a sheltered kid and so i felt like there should be that necessary discomfort to go out of what you know and eventually find things that will will elevate your know-how about the world around you and how you can ultimately contribute to to it um i think i would like to ask a follow up question on that because um a while ago you've mentioned that uh parang you you really wanted to be a, parang a travel writer but was there any hesitations or doubts kasi um for sure po uh during your generation parang um and even uh, up until this day uh Parang our parents would probably tell us now you should go to um, a stable something stable or um, take a path wherein you know na secured ka all the way. But uh, kayo po, uh, meron po ba kayong uh, mga kinonsider during that time uh, when you when you when you you already decided na you want to be a travel writer. Um. Well, I think that that's one of the blessings, Siguro, in your. Um, you know that the idea of uh, having to explore more, you know, the more selfish side of you in your twenties. It's really more about uh, discovering yourself and discovering your limitations. And so, if I had Seguro any um, limitations back then, Seguro I was more focused. I was more blindsided by my extreme need to really explore. And there's one line that I particularly like, which I always hold on to about travel writing. It's one of, um, I guess, one of the most iconic lines out, out there by uh, travel writer Pico Ayer na, um, in his essay, Why We Travel, he always, the first line there is, uh, we travel first to lose ourselves, then we travel to find ourselves. And really, that was what I wanted to do uh, in my 20s. Of course, now that I'm a little more settled, I know how I want to contribute. Way back then, I all I only wanted my life to be exciting. Um, but I guess now that I'm in my 30s, I wanted to be fulfilling as well. And it go really escaped the realm of... Um, you know, self-servitude na uh, at this point. So um, I think it was good that I gave in to that um, part of my life. Um, I played it out really well all the way up to my 30s. As you mentioned, I was never home. Um, I was always on the road traveling, um, sometimes for social missions, sometimes for my day job, sometimes really just to chase a story. Um and then ultimately, when I settled down in my 30s, um, I really felt like I knew what I wanted to do moving forward. Na. So I, I, I would say that if you have the privilege to play it out, that type of restlessness, then do so. So that it doesn't eat up at you um, later on. That is a beautiful story, grabe. Sabi ko, sana all. <laughs> Pero I want to know lang, Miss Michelle, like how did the pandemic affect your work po? 
kasi de ba nabanggit niyo po na lagi po kayong wala sa bahay you were traveling um like siguro almost every day po you were out um how does it affect your work po nung dumating po yung pandemic last year um well i think hindi, hindi naman to be honest we uh, i have an agency it's called dual story that that's my day job uh, as a brand strategist we work with brands that are focused on insight innovation and impact and so at the height of the pandemic we um, were on our second year trajectory to our five year roadmap and so we were quite afraid that it would affect um, you know the the plans that we had but thankfully um i guess because the team is quite dynamic and agile enough to adjust then it was well and good i think what changed lang is really my personal projects um i have a couple of pending manuscript that uh, weren't haven't been worked on for a while because they are quite logistics based However, um, it did contribute to other projects like um, this type of stillness. I mean, like it, it forced me to focus, for example, on not travel, but let's say moving towards more personal essays, moving towards, um, you know, revisiting your past. So I think um, it's quite a, a misinterpretation when you say travel writer, because a lot of people think, it really is all about travel. That's your end all and be all. But um, for me, I actually focus more on the writing aspect. And so there should be material, you know, anytime, even when you're on lock lockdown, there should be material to work on. For me lang. <laughs> Ayun, thank you so much for that, Miss Michelle. Um, I, I just like to emphasize on that matter na parang being a travel writer, it's not just about, you know, parang traveling lang talaga entirely kasi marami din po kayong uh, kailangan pang gawin on the side. Pero, of course po, part, since part, parang partial pa lang naman siya nung entire experience, for sure po marami na rin kayong nabisitang places. And um, gusto lang din po sana namin malaman kung sa lahat, doon sa lahat ng places na yun, ano po yung pinakapaborito ninyo and baka you might want to uh, share with us and recommend some places na sana um, right after this pandemic mabisita namin. Um, I personally, I gravitate towards the places that are a little more nuanced. So, hindi sila masyadong developed. Um, for example, I really enjoyed my stay in Sitangkay, which is the southernmost part of the Philippines, way past Tawi-Tawi pa. So um, that island is made out of um, stilts. And um, I think I stayed there in 2017 with the Marines. They were the ones who um, housed me in for the project and gave me, very kindly gave me also um, covert protection. Um, but but what I particularly loved about places like those are um, because uh, places like those give you a nuanced perspective of uh, the Philippine culture. Um, it, it would be the same way, Seguro, in, 
like as Filipinos, we look at Africa and probably only um, take in some archetypes, and then that's where we based off our perception of them. And and I think outsiders would do the same for us. And even me as a local, I have a uh, an archetype of. Um, for example, what Mindanao might look like, what Luzon might look like. Um, I only see these uh, typically in in um, on the internet. So if you go on the ground and see how nuanced it really is, uh, you won't be able to say, for example, or you won't be able to conclusively say that the Philippines is poor or that the Philippines is small or that the Philippines um, is only... Um, you know, or that Mindanao is only about being, uh, or or that Mindanao is only tribal, or that it's war-ridden. Like there are so many things that are not mentioned. Maybe because it's not, um, con, you know, it's not good content because it's the stories are so nuanced that you would have to be there to actually experience it. And I think that's one of the best things about really experiencing things on the ground, even if you're not writing about it, even if you're just, you know, experiencing it um, to to um, to enrich yourself and your know-how, um, you have to spot the hidden stories within the stories so that um, you contribute to how... Uh, to the to the life experience of the Philippines and how it doesn't always um, it's not always about poverty or it's not always about you know abuse or about um, you know uh, political servitude. There are so many uh, beautiful things in the mundane aspects of our daily lives that should be uh, emphasized and should also hold their own when it comes to storytelling. Wow, thank you for debunking those misconceptions, Miss Michelle. Uh, siguro, last follow-up na lang po bago magtanong si uh, Miss Christelle. Um, if you're going to write an article for a foreign publication or magazine, um, parang, parang, and the topic is about um, the Philippines, what would it be and why po siguro? It depends. It depends on the project. I would have to know what the scope is, but I think one parameter that I always am very careful is I'm very careful of when I write about the Philippines, especially because it's so up close. The subject's so up close. It's different from, for example, when you're an outsider and you're writing about Vietnam, you're able to encase it sort of in a single story but if you're living it and breathing it so up close it's so hard um but i'm always very careful not to exoticize my own country i think that's one of the things that i hope my writing never does although of course consequently because it's coming from a personal narrative it probably um does and will continue to do so but as to the intent lang, I never wanted to to feel like um, it's coming from a single story or it's coming from a privileged place. So the, that's the reason why in the essays, for example, if I have nothing to say, I always listen to the subject at hand. Like it, the tricycle driver, the 
the um, tour guides, the the mozzarella drivers, the um, the farmers, the fisher folk. So um, yeah, um, these are the people that that should be heard. And and for me, I'm always so excited to to listen to them because we do have a tendency to exoticize and put our own lenses, uh, put our own spin to these stories. So that's why I need sort of like a bit of detachment. So I would write my essays and then leave it be and then read it again, just so I know that, um, you know, it's, it's there, there is a certain context that I am um, working around on and there are certain sensitive areas that I hope um, I get to represent or I get to I get to tackle well enough. Maybe not the best. I'm not an anthropologist, but at least I hope na lang na it represents uh, the life of the subject that that I was covering. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that, Ms. Michelle. Um, siguro for me, I'd like to ask lang uh, the background though about a dual story. How was it created? I mean, paano siya nabuo? And the, the people behind all this um this company, nangyari na lang po ba siya bigla? Or pinlalo mo niyo po talaga na, ah, someday I wanted to create an organization like this. Okay. I'm going to take my writing hat off and then I'll put my CEO hat on. So um, so with dual story naman, um, what happened was I, in my mid-twenties, uh, I had an ex- existential crisis because I was always babad in the, in the role or um, in the advertising world. But... Um, when Yolanda happened, when Typhoon Yolanda happened in Cebu, um, the northern Cebu was the fourth landfall. So um, back then, I was working um, as a as a marketing uh, as a marketing lead for another brand, and at that time, it felt like it was so removed from the most pressing problems of the world, and I always felt at like and it it's always with me even if i'm still in advertising now i always felt like kulang yung impact like kulang yung contribution ko kulang yung idea of me just being at the forebear of communication rather than being on the ground and so what happened was i left my marketing job for 2 years to settle in um an island called bantayan which is one of the northernmost parts of cebu and it was the fourth landfall of um typhoon yolanda and at that time um a good part of the island especially the fisher folk in the island were displaced and so we created an NGO that would augment the income of the fisher folk soon after Yolanda. And we were able to repair, I think, around 600 to 800 boats and give $10,000 worth of microloans. And that's coming from um, uh, initiatives lang, like Facebook or um, writing grants. And so after the project closed, because it really had an exit strategy, um, I realized na, oh nga, no, everything that 
um, the impact that we did um, still requires the fundamentals of communication. I still had to reach out to people on Facebook. I still had to write grants. I still had to tell our story to as many people as possible in order for the impact to reach the ground. And so I realized na, oh, okay, so ma- the idea that this um, thing, this um, job description was so consumeristic could be pivoted pala if only um, you knew how. And so that's really why dual story came to be um we realized that there were so no so many nuances in the stories of hybrids and social development brands and brands with sustainability or social good components that um are that fall on the fall in the cracks fall under the the hood of communication because they um they have a more layered story. Um, they focus on the triple bottom line, diba? Uh, people, planet, and profit. And so sometimes uh, it's difficult to say, when should a business focus on profit? And when should they focus on people? And when should they focus on planet? And it's the type of dynamic that is difficult to understand when it's a traditional agency, uh, mainly because a lot of the traditional agencies are babad sa mga brands that are like for example FMCGs or real estate and these are brands that are a little more profit driven nothing wrong with being profit driven we love profit um, but what I realized was that there had to be an agency that would also cater to um, these new developing uh, brands that are focused on, as I mentioned, insight, innovation, and impact. So what we wanted to do, um, because a third of the brands that we're holding now are all impact brands, what we wanted to do was to tell their story the best way we know how. And we do this by creating roadmaps. Um, we call them roadmaps because they're not one-offs. Like we don't do just logos or just, you know, whatever communication collateral. What we do is really work with you from the ground up and include a social development include the social development aspect in the strategy or reconfiguration process of your brand so that um, ultimately, and that's what we're hoping, is that ultimately it um, it plays up to the story in your mind. Nah, it, it becomes the brand that you see in your head or as the visionary sees in their head. So there are a lot of brands na parang ah, kulang, kulang yung storyline, parang half-baked and all these things. And yeah, what we wanted to do was really to use the dynamics of um, creativity, strategy, and empathy to to cover that and collaborate with you. Wow, grabe. Siguro sa mga nabanggit nyo kanina, um, you've said that you had this existential crisis. And um, for sure, uh, hindi lang din po kayong nakaranas nun probably uh, si Ms. Tell din and even... Um, I, uh, I'm having yeah. some uh, existential crisis then po. And uh, for, uh, for, for our audiences, our, our listeners, um, our viewers, uh, meron po ba kayong piece of advice na maibibigay sa mga tao na, um, na, na torn between sa mga bagay na gusto nilang gawin or sa bagay na alam nilang magsasucceed sila? Meron po ba kayong um, share sa amin on that matter? 
Um, I I will ano lang. Uh, maybe I'll steal from one of my mentors because as I was experiencing that crisis um, way back, he gave me one of the most valuable insights. So one of my mentors is was also one of my former bosses, and um, sabi niya na. Um, if you're not sure what to do, stay still because um, it's the purpose that will find you. And so, um, yeah, that to me is one of the best advice I received because had I forced really finding my purpose and really just like, you know, packing it in just for the idea of creating impact, it wouldn't have been as organic as it would be now i wouldn't have been as prepared i think as a as a creator and a leader to to carry all the all the new i i guess quote unquote all the burdens of of, of brand building and leadership so yeah so so that said i will stretch it a bit his advice further and say if you're unsure then put the integrity in your work um, make sure that whether you're writing, for example, if you're a creative, if you're drawing or if you're writing something or if you are, you know, um, uh, doing your daily tasks, make sure that it, uh, you know what the impact is because there is always impact. There's always uh, inevitably impact in what you do. And so um, if you feel like, disillusioned about it then try to see the big picture and how for example a flyer can contribute to the communication aspect of a brand how a um how um your daily task of project management will help ease um uh, your clients burdens so these are things that um i learned along the way na, um if you put the integrity in your work, then it all builds up to a greater whole. Sometimes you may not see the whole. Um, it doesn't generate itself instantly. But you, um, for sure, um, you are building yourself up to something. That's the, the trust in the... For me, you have to trust in, in, the, in your uh, inner compass that is going to lead you to where you should be at the time that you should be in that instance. Thank you right. so much for that po, Miss Miss uh, Michelle. Siguro sa akin lang din personally um uh katulad po ng sinabi ni Miss Crystal kanina. I'm still an intern pero as of this moment, medyo torn na rin po ako sa mga bagay na gusto kong gawin. Pero for sure po kayo din during that time na uh, nagkakaroon kayo ng existential crisis and nagsimula po kayo ng inyong sariling um, company. For sure po, meron po kayong na-experience na setbacks, um, downfalls. From from that um, experience po, ano po yung nagbigay sa inyo ng inspiration to stand up and to continue what you're doing right now? Um, I think uh, for me, it's really uh, going outside yourself and realizing that you have a bigger role to play. So, because um, if we're just looking at ourselves and not looking at, you know, looking at our role in the context, for instance, of nation building, or if we're just looking at our role na, 
uh, well, total, I'm just doing this for myself. So if I'm not happy, mm-hmm. then I can close the company. But in my case, I'm looking at it na, okay, if I move forward and if I grow the company and if I grow the initiatives, then there is a bigger impact to be seen. I can hire more people. I can, um, I can reach out to more creatives. I can even inevitably put my uh, money where my mouth is by really um, funding projects that are um, uh, that are contributing to the social economic development. Um, and it's not just me. There are so many intersectional things going on right now that I feel like. There, there is that energy um, coming from, you know, not just the youth, but uh, enterprises, from the public sector, from the private sector, from from inform from the informal economy. That I feel like, if we're really just going to look at it from a bigger perspective, um, there is progress to be seen. We have come a long way from the conversations that we have. We had um, before, like in my case, for example, I belong to the creative sector. My goal personally is to make sure that um, my daughter, who is also a creative, does not have the same conversations that we're having today. I want to make sure that we're not talking about, you know, the disproportionate value of creatives these days. I want to make sure that her conversation with her um generation will be all about how can they create you know more impact how can they democratize um, creativity how can they reach out to uh, the rural area so that there's you know potentially um, lessened inequity in those areas so that's my hope that we create the foundation so that they can you know build themselves and build our nation up uh, along the way Super, ano, super ganda ng story. I am really amazed right now, Ms. Michelle. And I hope everybody is learning as well, di ba, Sam? Of course, like, ako talagang napupuno na ngayon yung inspirational tanks ko. Like, um, as someone from, I, I guess, I, ako po ay isang communication student. And I'm really happy to 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 be here and uh, makausap or makapanayam po kayo na talking about, you know, creative people and their capability to really, you know, contribute to nation building. Kasi, um, you know, gone are the days na um, coming, tayo pong, uh, tayo pong nasa creative sectors are being, you know, um, uh, parang, parang say things about us. Well, of course. And um, now na um, napag-uusapan na siya, no? uh, parang um, mas natatanggap na ng mga tao and mas nababago na yung idea ng, uh, ng creative sector. So thank you for that po, Ms. Michelle. Yeah, so I guess um, the, the next question that we have lang po, Ms. Michelle, would be um, Behind all this uh, journey, po, was there like any? Um, I mean, yung there was a challenges. There, a cha- there will always be challenges kapag may mga ganito po, especially when you are creating stories. And we know how um, 
tawag dito, powerful writing talaga. So right now, before I even started po sa, sa DGY, I, I used to write a lot and I really wanted to learn kasi um, before I even, yun nga, bago po ako pumasok sa DGY, gustong-gusto ko talaga, I even applied sa mga travel agencies po for me as a content writer, but I, hindi naman ako natanggap for, for some reason. So I think it is really not meant for me for the meantime. But uh, for, for the future generation who wanted to take the same path as yours po, who wanted to become a travel writer, any advice for them po? I think meron akong sagot for Tal. And I, and sorry, I know this is unsolicited advice, but I I also took the same, I'm, I'm going to put it in, quotation marks because quote and quote path because honestly there is no path for creatives you have to create your own path and at the same time you have to create your own opportunities so for example in in my case it was not so it wasn't a linear journey where ah okay i'm going to apply to um all these writing na mga uh, all these publications and then i'm just going to wait and up until uh, one of them will receive it or one of them will see potential in me. Um, so I think it was sort of the other way around. Like um, what I wanted to do because I wasn't particularly organic in that area. I was an advertising student. What I had to do was really um, look at it as if I were writing for myself and creating my own projects. And um, I would go to another barangay just to write about you know that you know that that um idea na okay if i'm not being sent somewhere i'll go somewhere myself and write about that place and um you know make hopefully let them see how i can you know tackle certain problems or how i can tackle certain projects and um for creatives i think it's important to to look at it from that perspective because we don't exactly have a corporate ladder to climb. Um, we sometimes have to look around and see where we can enclose the gaps in our sector. So, for example, my, my, ano, my stance always is there should be a creative in the medical industry. There should be a creative in the engineering device. There should, because creativity is not um, a, a siloed sector. It should be something that is closely integrated as a support service to all the other industries out there because it's not just the end product. You're not just creating a logo. You are helping out with the, a deviation of a, of a process that they're used to. You are, um, you are thinking differently. You are creating your own processes. And there should be value in that. So, yeah. So for me, it's really, uh, for me, the opportunities are actually there. It's not, ano lang, it's not as linear as what a lot of, uh, people think or a lot of uh, unlike developed countries where they have you know support uh, very tangible support from all their um, agencies I think for us as a developing country with huge potential for creativity like I just like to share for example na 
creativity, the creative sector um, contributes 7% to the GDP growth of the Philippines. And can you imagine um, what we can do um, in the future when all the support systems are there? So for now, let's create our own opportunities. Gusto ko yun, gusto ko yun. Let's create our own opportunities. Sabi nga nila, parang um, ginagawa mo yung sarili mong destiny. Tama ba, Sam? Of course. Parang we're used to follow a, lab, a specific ladder or a, parang a fixed process. Pero uh, yun nga po, we should always be reminded na tayo pa rin yung uh, writer sa tabula rasa natin. So thank you so much for that, Miss Michelle. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I think that wraps up the episode for today. And yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity, Miss Michelle. It has been um a, our, it has been a pleasure for for DGY and for us as well. And so yeah, any more questions for Miss Michelle? Sam? Ako, I'm all set. Parang let's call it a day. Kasi parang sa akin ang dami ko nang natanong, ang dami nang nasagot sa utak ko. Um and Ako po ay nagtaus-pusan nagpapasalamat for that, Miss Michelle. Thank you so much po. Thank you then. Thank you Tal. Thank you Sam for your time. Thank you so much, Ma'am. Um, where can our listeners and our viewers can find you po and dual story as well? Ah, um, we have a website dualstory.com, and then we are also on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a LinkedIn page as well. Um, but for me in particular, if you have um, any questions, we're so open to collaboration. So if you need anything, if you feel like there's a space where we can um, collaborate on, then uh, my personal email is michelle at dualstory.com. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. So yeah, that is it for this episode. And I know our truth seekers are looking forward for the upcoming guest, right, Sam? Yes, Ms. Christelle. And this has been DGY Academy. To know more about our future guests and events, you may follow us on Facebook, DGY Academy, and Instagram at Lagohoy Academy. Fuel your curiosities. Be motivated daily. So this has been a Spoken Truth with DGY Academy. Have a great day and stay safe. God bless everybody. Thank you, Ms. Michelle. Thank you, Ms. Michelle.